Hi, Chris. <laughs> you join me in there first. Take two. Take two. Take hey, two. Let's just start over. Filtered experience. Start. Hi, my name is Christopher Rausch. <laughs> my name is Scott Coriette. And we want to welcome you to Friday night here, 5 p.m. every single week. Make sure you have it on your calendar, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we get together with you and have unfiltered, raw conversations that are designed to have inclusivity with you. So if you're catching this live or you're catching this on the replay, please engage with us in the comments and, the, and ask us questions. Um, so we're just excited to bring you yet another awesome show here at the Unfiltered Experience. And by the way, you guys are our unfiltered crew. So please don't forget that. Um, Scott, how you been doing this week, man? We've hardly had a chance to catch up. I know you got away for a little bit. How's things going? It's good. It's uh, so we're getting back to school. Um, you know, the college kids are coming back. Uh, you know, my whole thing is I kind of let the universe decide if I'm teaching or not, and I'm teaching two new classes, so I'm organizing that. We've got our group coaching coming up on Monday, so of course, everyone signs up last minute, so we've, we've been organizing that. Um, good week. I mean, all, all, all for momentum. There's definitely a lot of crazy, you know, stuff going on in the outside world, but I think that we are managing our inside world as best we can, and we're going to be able to talk about that a little more tonight. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I don't, I can't remember if I told you this or not, but earlier this week, in thinking about this, thinking about this show, because I'm not familiar with a lot of deep breathing exercises and things of that nature, so I'm excited to learn about that. Um, I went on and I always watched Tom Bilyeu. I think I told you that. And uh, he had Wim Hof on there. And yeah. God's honest truth, I've never seen Wim. I've heard his name a thousand times. I've known people who have done his stuff. And I was just like, you know what? I've never been interested in it, but I thought, you know what? Let me just understand a little bit more so we could talk to our guest uh, who we're going to be bringing on here in a second. And I was really blown away at his enthusiasm, at his health, at the, at the statistics that he's proven about how he can control his physiology with his breathing. Um, I was really sold. He was like, you know, if you do this, you can control the inflammation in your body. And da, 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 da. And I was like, Wow. And it really opened my eyes to the possibilities of, of something we take for granted most of the time, which is breathing. So um, introduce our guest, Mr. Scott. Absolutely. So it's funny how this occurred, because one of the things that we integrate a little bit into our coaching is we actually have some meditations that I do. that are guided meditations. And there's a little bit of breath work in there, integrated into there. And we talk about breath being the source of everything. So the breath is the source of life. So if you believe in universe, God, creator, whatever you want to call it. Breath is the source that links us to that. And so it's a really amazing thing. And we really need to put a little more focus on it, especially it helps us get to that present moment and just truly connect to something bigger than just this, you know, just it's something bigger. So our guest, it's very interesting because I was thinking about doing something on breath work. And of course, the universe delivers this beautiful human being to me. Um, I just connected with Sarah Novak and she's a breath work teacher. She's an amazing human being. She's from Southern Utah, the part that's 60 degrees, that's not freezing and all cold. Moved from Seattle and she's there right now. And she's with us today and she's gonna talk to us about breath work. What's up, Sarah? Welcome to the Unfiltered Experience. Thank you for spending your Friday night with us. How are you doing? Pretty good. Thanks for having me on. I'm super stoked. Awesome. Super stoked. You hear that people? Super stoked. And we have with us already Christina Finch. What's up, Christina? Thank you for being here. Mary Sterling. Good evening, Christopher Roush and Scott. Robert Brooker's in the house, of course. What's up, Kickass? Good to see you. Good to see you. Randy Chaffee. Good evening, brothers. Hey, great to have you guys here with us on Friday night. And uh, let's jump right into it. Uh, um, Scott, you lead off with the best question because honestly, like I was telling you just a little bit before, I don't know a lot about this stuff, so I'm excited to sit back, shut up, and listen. Well, I love what you just said, actually. Let's let's ride off of that, because you were saying that we can do so many things to literally control the physiology, you know, things that are going on in our being. And so, so many times, you know, we think that we have to do these things that are hyper reactive to heal things. But what if we're doing the right thing, being present and regulating our body from the moment we're born, you know, breathing, just like staying in the moment. I don't know if you remember, but Vic Fazell, when he was on our show. He was talking about that he literally found breath work by accident as a mechanism to manage things that were going on in his life as a kid that were difficult to manage. And he would just go take deep breaths. And he's like, that's what got him to a place of presence to get through it. So let's talk about that just to start. I mean, we really need to understand a little more. What can breath work do for us and give us a little insight and intro on what it can do for us to really bring us to the present moment. Because we always hear, be present, be in the moment. What does that even mean? Let's talk about that from a space of breath work. 
Totally. So I think a lot of the times we're taught to be in a very heady space. So we come through our lives thinking our way through it. Like we try to go through this puzzle of life or like white knuckle through it by thinking our way, but we don't really ever stop and sit with ourselves and sit with our bodies. And that's what presence truly means. It just sit with this moment. But the minute that we do that, and a lot of people I've come across, they say, oh, I can't meditate because they can't sit with themselves. They don't understand how to do that because we're not taught how to do that. So when instead we we're really busy people, like we just love to be constantly doing something, having something to be busy. So taking the breath, something that we always do, um, we know how to do it. It just happens automatically. When we use that in a very intentional way and practice it, just by that, we can bypass all of the noise and the headiness in our mind and drop into our bodies, which is a place of like presence and stillness. Um, we can sit with it. We can be there with it. We can feel what's going on in our bodies. And a lot of times it can be really intimidating because people don't know how to deal with what's happening in their bodies because they are storing so much in there that they're trying to forget or move past or like just suppress or just push down there and busy themselves with everything going on in their minds and their lives and their environments and their circumstances. So when you take breath work and you teach someone how to use an intentional breath pattern and just only focus on that. You don't have to focus on your thoughts. You don't have to focus on being present. You don't have to focus on letting go. You don't have to focus on sitting there. You just focus on the breath. Just that alone, it drops you into your body and everything else goes away and you come into like a meditative state. It's really beautiful. So uh, what I'm hearing there, and I, I want to address the people, and you brought it up, the people who are very ADD or say right off the bat, there's no way I can do that. Let's talk for a few seconds. Yeah, you and, and me in, in the past, you know, I've gotten a lot better at it. But, you know, in my in my youth and what I am very much organically in response to this world is a hyperactive human who doesn't like to get into my own headspace um, or stays in my own headspace, doesn't want to just wants to always run from one thing to the next, never wants to stop and be in the moment. So this world right now and we see it, you know, there's a lot of divide. There's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of emotion. We're seeing a lot of sadness, anger, disgust. There's a lot of heightened emotion. And one of the reasons that we're seeing that in this world right now is exactly what you said, that people haven't come to a pace of space of presence. They live up here and they suppress. You know, men are taught, don't cry, don't be sad, don't do this. Women are taught, you know, be strong, be this. And we're taking all these emotions and all these feelings and it's turning into disease. Is that correct, Sarah? Yeah, definitely. And and so when we get to that space, what we're going to talk about today, and this is why I'm excited to have you here, is we really got to stop saying I can't do it because I'll tell you this, I swore up and down. There's no way I can meditate. I can't sit still for a minute. But the reason there was so much noise in my head was what was happening was I was trying to hide from myself. Anything I would do was do the next thing, do the next thing. I was jumping to attach the thought. So I could literally escape the fact that I was about to explode. One day I was about to explode with sadness, one day anger, and I was a time bomb. That's what we're seeing in our country right now. So what I'd love to see everybody do today is listen closely to Sarah, get a few tools that we can walk away with, go practice those tools, and then hand them off to some friends or contact Sarah and see if she's somebody that you can do some work with. Because this literally does start one person at a time in healing the universe. So. Talk to us a little bit about, I'm the person who comes to you and says, no way, I can't do it. I'll listen, but I'm not going to do it. Talk to that person right now, because that's a lot of us. Okay. Great question. Um, I mean, honestly, like those are the people that I love to encounter the most because the skeptics are the ones that turn into like the best people and the best clients. Um, so honestly, like ask me a question, like, what would you want me to say? Like, what are you skeptical about? Okay, so Chris, you, you, you're, you're the person, like, what, what would you be thinking right now if you were about to take a breathing glass? Well, back in the day before I was woke, before I was enlightened <laughs> a little bit, um, I would have said, uh, I already know how to fucking breathe. What do I need? What, 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 what are we going to do here? You know, um, so I would, I would have had to open my eyes a little bit. But for me personally, and I don't say that I can't do it anymore. I just say that I'm getting a little bit better each time that I do it. But, but honestly, I sit there and I try, I do the breathing, I do everything, but the chatter in my brain and my inability to see anything when I close my eyes, it's just like static. It's like these black images. It's like weird. I can't remember. There's a, some sort of terminology for it when you can't see visualize. 
So for me, I mean, I enjoy, I've gotten a lot better at it because now I'm really focusing on based on what Scott has taught and what we've, we've learned um, in just our conversations in general um, is, is what I, what I attempt to do is I attempt to let go of my body, if that makes sense. And, and hearing all these near death experiences and all these after death experiences where people say they were lifted from their body. I'm like, okay, if I'm truly soul and I'm truly spirit, then there must be a way through that meditative meditative practice that I can achieve that. So there have been a few times for like a microsecond where I stopped and I'm like, I can't feel my fingers. Like we were talking about in the last mm-hmm. class, Scott. Um, so for me, but it, it, I still love to do it. I still enjoy doing it, but I just, I can't wait till I get to that point where, and I think I'm a little jaded. I, I read, um, the untethered school, the other, the untethered soul, oh, the untethered experiment. And, uh, the untethered yeah. Um, yeah, those ones. And sorry. And when he was talking about that, he could go meditate for hours and hours and just get lost. And just, he goes, I don't want to go back to the real world. I'm like, how do you, where do you go? I mean, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, I'm going to do this for 20 minutes and I'm going to sit here for 20 minutes. But at the same time, you know, fighting the fact that I have to go do 30 other things at the same time, I'm getting better at it, but I would love your, your tips and your advice. And I know a lot of other people would too, especially this day and age. I'm really glad that you brought that up actually, because the work that I do with breathwork, um, what you were describing is having like an outer body experience or leaving your body to go somewhere else and have like this experience with breathwork you are preventing that you want to stay in your body. So when you're leaving your body and having an outer body experience with a breathwork practice, what's happening is it's really just like a deflection from wanting to feel. So you don't want to feel anything. So with like me or having some sort of a facilitator guiding you, I can tell I have cues. I know what's happening when you're having an outer body experience. So I can come back. I can ground you back into your body so you can feel because the only way that you can move through and go through the blocks that you're having is to feel what's going on and then move through that through your breath. But really all you're focusing on is just breathing. You're not focusing on having an outer body experience, leaving your body. You're not focusing on the feelings. You're not focusing on what's going on in your brain. All you're doing is just learning the breath pattern and doing the breath pattern over and over and over and over again um, until your brain starts to take over. It takes about five to 10 minutes, depending on how resistant you are, um, for your brain to just relax and sink in. And at that, that point, a lot of people do have like meditative experiences where they have visions or where they have like spirits coming to them or whatever. There's a lot of different experiences that people have that still are within their bodies. Um, but the minute that you're leaving and having a different experience to the point of where you're saying, I don't want to go back, that needs to be explored because we don't want to use a breathwork practice as an addictive thing, as something that you're like avoiding life or doing. We want to use that as a very intentional way to move through your feelings and emotions and push through it. Um, with honoring our body's limits. So we want to push through the resistance that we're having, but honoring our body's limits at the same time. Beautifully said that that, that's a different perspective than what I was used to thinking about it. So thank you for, for making that delineation. So, so that's really similar to a lot of the meditative practices that, you know, I've talked about is not try to go anywhere, not try to attach the thoughts, you know, you can use, you know, some kind of a sound or you can use, you know, mantra, whatever to just stay there. All the things are still happening around you. Here's a question I have for you that I was just talking to um, somebody on another show about a little bit. We were talking about like the matrix or the blue pill and the red pill. One of the things that sometimes when I, I, I hear, you know, my wife teaches yoga and, I, and there's a lot of like presence. We're always trying to get to presence and be grounded. I sometimes feel like the more I grow and the more clarity I get, the more connected to spirituality and the more connected to source I get. So I'm going to source a lot downloading info and coming back. Mm -hmm. I love that, but it also sometimes prevents me from doing exactly what you're doing and being grounded. For somebody like me who is going to other places to gather information, going to other places and being perfectly willing to leave my body, not in an escapist way, but in a way to go literally receive downloads, but I want to come back. What would be your techniques to kind of come back to earth more or less? Um, honestly, when I do breathwork practices, especially the meditative ones that we're talking about right now, it's people are laying down. So if I notice I'm starting to have an outer body experience, sometimes when you're having the experience yourself, it's hard to reground yourself um, just because you're moving along. That's why I say, if you're going to really do some like intense healing work, you should have a facilitator so that they can kind of guide you along. Um, if I were your guide and if I saw that you were having this out of body experience, 
um, there's two different ways to identify it. One way is you're having an out-of-body experience, but it's aiding in your healing. So if you're having a download and you're calm and you look like you're grounded, but you're having an out-of-body experience, it might aid in your healing and I won't interfere. If you're having a blown out experience, which is where um, people tend to like move around a lot, they're screaming, they're laughing, they're crying, they're very, very vocal, they're... Um, their bodies are convulsing, like they're moving around a lot, they're standing, they're doing yoga poses, they're all over the place. That's when I tell that's when I can tell that they're having a really huge outer body experience. I guide them to lay back down. I put my hands on them if they're okay with that. I always ask in the beginning of my classes if it's okay, if they're okay with touch. If they're not okay with touch, then I um, start to breathe in their ear. It's called co-breathing. And then I will remind them to feel the ground beneath them. I'll have them bring awareness to their feet, something that grounds them back into their center. And slowly you can watch them coming back into their body and calming down. Um, it's a really beautiful experience. But the reason why I try to get out of having these very big blown out, like holotropic experiences is because I practice in a very intentional manner. I use a mantra or I use an intention and I have an intention for every single breathwork practice. So whether that's accessing safety, managing stress, um, overcoming anxiety, um, depression, whatever it may be, um, embodiment, um, all of the things, I try to keep it within that focal point. I try not to have like, it's almost like um, describing like you have a steak that you're cooking on a barbecue, but instead of just lighting the barbecue, you light the whole forest on fire to cook the steak. So that's sure. what a blown out experience when I'm looks drunk. Like. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like that's what a blown out experience looks like. You're just taking too many elements in to take away from the actual focus of what's happening. You just want to cook the steak medium rare. You don't want it well done. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And it's, it's funny that you're saying that because <clears throat> even if like as a, as a speaker from stage, you know, I might give the same speech 10 times, but I'm literally giving a read and understanding my audience to, you know, how do I deliver that? And so it's the same thing. I'm not just blowing information at them. I'm connecting with them and making sure they're receiving what they need in that moment. So we've got a good group of people here right now. Why don't we, you know, let them start deciding, you know, and we can do it in a little bit, but let them start deciding, do we want to do some breath work today on anxiety, stress? What would you say would be the three they can vote on? And then we can do um, anxiety, stress are the big ones. And then accessing safety is another really big one. Um, there's trauma ones too, but those are the three that I find that are really, really big. When you say access to safety, access, do you mean emotional safety or just, you know, just grounding or like what for, for them to understand, for everybody to understand what, what are they voting on there? Uh, feeling safe within their bodies. So okay. people who don't want to experience emotions, people who avoid it, people who deflect. Okay. Very cool. So so if you guys are interested in voting, because we're going to do this in a little bit, do we want to do something on safety, you know, being safe in the body, something that's stress-based or something anxiety-based? Start voting. <laughs> so. I have a question for you, Miss Sarah. So yeah. safety, stress, or anxiety. I think that's what it says. Um, and by the way, guys, thank you guys for being here. The Unfiltered Experience. Uh, you guys are freaking amazing. Christina, Mary, Randy, uh, Robert, Larry Schneider's in the house. What's up, kick-ass Larry? Um, Angel, Angel says, interesting. Hmm, Angel's learning something. I love it. I love it. So tell yeah. me this, Miss Sarah Novak, how did you get started in all this? Was this something that was preordained in your family or is this something that you went through an experience where you're like, I need to learn how to heal myself. Talk to us a little bit about the origins of how you got into this. So I used to be a um, health and fitness coach. I was a personal trainer and had an online coaching platform for a couple of years. And I fell in love with the mindset aspect of my coaching program that I had. And I kind of started to move into mindset. But then what I found out about mindset is that you can't think your way through healing. So I started to look for meditative practices, yoga practices, um, spirituality practices, and um, by talking for a friend or a friend or a friend, I found this girl who did breath work and um, I started asking her some questions, rapid fire questions. And I really had never tried it before. I was just like, okay, what is this? Like, explain it to me. And she was like, well, I actually have a certification program that's coming up in September. This was like July or something like that. She was like, why don't you come and um, come get certified? And I was like, you know what? Sure. It was just one of those like guttural yes things that I don't, don't know why I said yes. I don't know why I was even doing it. I had no idea what I was doing it for. So I show up and um, we had a week long retreat. It was a six month program, but the first part of it was a week long retreat. 
And um, at the retreat, we breathed a couple times a day, every single day for seven days. And um, after that, I was like, everyone needs this in their life. <laughs> oh my God. That was last September. Wow. Nice. And what has been, a, what has been a, your experience in working with people through this process now that you're a teacher? Um, clarify that a little bit. What do you mean? There's a lot of experiences. <laughs> you know, I mean, what, what, what are some of the highlights of being able to walk people through, like say a person like myself or somebody else who's really, you know, traumatized or has a lot of anxiety and walking them through this practice, what has been the results that you've seen personally? Oh my gosh, the results are insane actually. So, um, really just reconnecting people with themselves. Um, I think people are so disconnected with themselves that that's the most beautiful thing is when I see people, especially like men are my favorite people to work on because they hide and suppress so much because that's oh what you guys have been taught in our society. Like you guys are strong men, like don't show any emotion. You guys don't have emotions like you're robots. So they're my favorite because they're the ones that have like the most amazing experiences ever. Like I've seen men cry. I, and like the most manly corporate men cry. Right. And just explain, like explain like, Oh my gosh, I have never ever felt any of those emotions all at one time and releasing at the same time. So it's really beautiful to watch people just release all of these like anger and resentments that they have. Um, also, um, all of the effects of like people becoming more calm, stepping more into serenity, um, becoming more clear in their mind, being able to go through their corporate jobs with a clear head and a clear mind going into their day and just thanking me for giving them tools to calm down. Um, same with like relationship stuff too, right? Where you know, if you're heated in an argument or you're just frustrated or something, you don't have to take it out on another. You can go into yourself and breathe it out for a second and then come back and, you know, go into life and do whatever. So the best things that I love is just teaching people how to self-heal and come back into themselves. Nice yeah, we and we love what you're, you're talking about, too, because um, one of the things Chris and I were preaching to a lot of people are don't follow pathways of those that you want to achieve what they've achieved, because the pathway changes, the variables change, the time changes, give them the tools to succeed on whatever path they go. So one of the things that we want to do in the unfiltered experience is always bring tools. And what you're saying right now is is perfectly complementary to what we do in our coaching, because uh, it's one more beautiful tool. Um, I want to ask you something. Looks like people are voting for safety. So that's probably what we're going to go with so we can explore that. One of the things I, I want to talk a little bit about is, and this is probably a, a good way to even promote what you're doing too. As a man, we're always taught to suppress our, our sadness. So we can't cry. So that bottles up and that festers and can become anger and disgust and other emotions. And then you see as we're, we're always fighting or we're acting like idiots in sports or whatever. And a lot of that is just we weren't allowed to express anything. So that's one of those places that we can express it. One of the things that we do is we offer some tips on how people can work through anger or sadness. I want to hear more. So I'm a guy. OK, I, I've just got all this like underlying. I don't know where I've compartmentalized it. People told me don't cry, but, but don't fight. Don't do anything, essentially. What does it mean to work through my anger? How can I release my anger without punching somebody, without playing a basketball game? Like, what are some things that I can do? And because there's a million guys right now listening and saying, please, please help me. I don't want to punch anybody. I don't want to run around crying in the middle of the office. What do I do? So what do you do? <laughs> well, so that's a little bit different. Um, and I'm glad that you're bringing it up. So anger when you're in the heated moment, you do have to have a lot of discernment and be able to say, look, look, I'm getting very, very angry at this point. I need to step away. So if you're at that point in your life where you have that much discernment and you can have self-awareness to the point of where you can say, look, I'm getting really heated. I need to step away. Then that's the person that I can help. Um, the people who are not quite at that point, they need to seek some other type of help because I am not, that's not my zone of genius. However, if you are that type of person that can have discernment and step away, what I would first tell you to do is um, don't try to figure out where your anger is coming from. Don't try to figure out where your sadness is coming from. Don't try to think and try to figure out how to let it go or what to do. Um, that's the biggest point because we don't need more stress to our emotions. So then when you're 
let go and you, you're good, um, just take a few deep breaths um, in through your nose, out through your mouth, very controlled and um, an even inhale and an even exhale. So the same amount of pressure on your inhale as you do on your exhale and just keep that continual and do that as long and as long as you need until you feel your body resting. You'll feel that point. You'll feel the anger kind of dissolve for a second. And that's when you know you can stop. Take a second and pause and then go back to whatever you were doing. And please remove yourself from the situation that was making you angry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, get off the Facebook, point. Scott. <laughs> get off. There you go. <laughs> Angel says, I feel the same way, Scott Goyette. Yeah. Amen. Thank you for sharing that, Sarah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Angel says it really helps. Yeah. No, I mean, there's no question. Even the most simple of breathing and most the simple of just momentary meditation, just to go to a space where you're not attaching the thoughts. I mean, all these easy things work and then we can have deeper practices that can really help to heal. Um, I love what you said. You know, you said something that I think everybody needs to hear and understand. Don't try to align. I know where this sadness or this anger came from, because I mean, I'm sure you guys talked about this, too, in your studies. <clears throat> there's so many places that we can actually look and it could be like a DNA attachment. It could be from another life. We don't know that that anger, we might never find the source of that anger. And then you start to look at, is, is there something wrong with you? So if somebody has anger and you're like, I have no reason to be angry, that can make you feel like a faulty human and can just literally crush you. Don't ever believe that. No. Anger could be built in your DNA, could be a past traumatic experience that you've masked extremely well. So this, this is why we're bringing these tools, bringing people like Sarah to help you work through healing the anger. Not necessarily, you might never know where it came from and that's okay. That really is okay. Well, and I want to normalize all of the emotions, right? Like it's normal <clears throat> to feel angry. It's normal to feel sad. It's mm -hmm. normal to feel happy and it's normal to feel joy. Like all, every single emotion is normal to feel. So there's nothing yep. wrong with you for feeling angry. There's nothing wrong with you for feeling angrier than another person. Like there's nothing wrong with it. And so that's what I kind of mean by don't try to attach a meaning to where it's coming from or what's happening to it. Just yeah. accept it and normalize the feeling and experience. And if breathing in and out, like I explained before, doesn't work for you, here's another tool. It's called scream breathing. Um, it's really not that hard. Um, all you do is scream. So you just go somewhere and scream at the top of your lungs. You're probably going to cry. Um, that's what happens to me a lot. If I get really, really angry about something, I just go somewhere and I like scream or I yell or I do whatever in that moment feels for me. But Scream breathing is probably one of the most effective that you can do. You can do it for as long as you need. You can do it over and over and over again until you feel the release. So the release means that you start crying or you start laughing um, or you just feel it like washing away from you. When you do that, do you do that to pretty much a full exhaustion or like, like, cause that, I think one of the things that when I've talked about that with people is some people do it and then they feel weird and they don't do it to a completion. So it's almost, you know, that it almost doesn't, it's not in service unless you really empty yourself from that. Is that something you would agree with or? Yeah. So scream breathing is you take a big, huge inhale through your mouth and scream it all the way out with full force from your belly, like screaming at the top of your lungs and just screaming however it feels like for you and getting it all out and then keep doing it over and over and over again until you're all the way done with that breath. Um, it's a really beautiful one. What if you live in an apartment or you have kids and you don't want the world to think you're nuts? Could, could you do that into a pillow or something like that? Yeah. Is it a refuser? When she was saying that I was imagining, okay, I'm going to do it at two o'clock in the morning and I'm going to do it out my bedroom <laughs> window for my neighbors to be like, <laughs> so you've heard, you've heard a variation of that, Sarah, I've heard a variation of that where you don't actually scream out loud. You just like scream in your head. And I've done that. Like I've just gone, I've been on a walk. <laughs> Like just to, I don't know if that's good or not, but you're saying actually go somewhere and just let it all out. Because what you're doing is when you're just screaming in your head or just going, mm, like you're still keeping it inside of you. You're not right. letting that energy that's, that anger is just energy that's balling up that needs a way out. So when people are hitting other people or when they're hitting things or when they're smashing things, it's just that welled up amount of anger working its way out. The energy will always come out of you. It's not like our vessels, our bodies are not a storage container. They're not meant to store our energies and our emotions. They're meant for an energy to come in, use it and expend, like expel it. 
it's just a vessel like it all the way going. So gotcha. um, to circle back, you want to make sure that it comes out and the energy is leaving your body. So Angel, so Angel just said that breathing works best. She's not going to do the screaming. I would, I would challenge you to try that sometime. You. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I, I'm, I'm sure if you've never done that, like, think of this. If you, it's kind of like saying this, my microwave works to make my food. If you haven't used the best cast iron skillet yet and you haven't done it, don't just assume it's working. There might be something better. I'm telling you, like Sarah knows what she's talking about here. Cause I've done some work and I've gone to some retreats where we've screamed or we've beaten pillows so extensively that I had tears and I'm laying on the ground. They're like one more hit or one more scream. And I'm like, Oh, and then I'm like, Oh, that was it. Oh, Oh. And all of a sudden I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. And you, and you literally don't know where you are to a point that you, you need to go sit down and regroup and come back into your body. And you're like, wow, did I just lose 50 pounds? Because you literally had the weight of the world on you and you feel like a lighter human being. So for anybody who's never done that, who's going, yeah, 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 yeah. If you live close to somebody else, you got kids, it's hard to do it. Get no pillow, go nuts, do some pounding the pillow, scream to get it all out. You're going to be surprised what comes from it. I, I challenge you. Absolutely. absolutely. And, and Brian, uh, Brian Keith, what's up? Brian's in the house. He goes, uh, just feel it and let it flow. Love it. Love it, Brian. Absolutely. Yeah. My family would have me committed if I screamed. There's some issues in there, uh, uh, Angel. I want to talk to you about those. Uh, you have to talk to those people. They're going to be more understanding. Brian. What's up, Val Westover? Holy crap, dude. A blast from the past. Dude, I need headshots. I've been trying to reach. I mean, I broke up. Never mind. I'm not going to talk about it on Ron and Wait a second. Oh, I'm going to be out there in a month. If Val lives near LA, we're going to meet with Val. Cause we got to yeah. do some shots together. Yeah. Val's an uh, astounding photographer. I mean, he lives in, uh, he lives outside of here, but he comes to, to California once a month. We'll talk about yeah. that later, but Val, man, thanks so much for being here. That's really super cool. Thank you, Val. Um, let's see. Brian says, do you ever find your shoulders are uptight and your tongue is pressing against yes. the roof of your mouth? And I'm just going to keep going. Shoulders and yeah, time. so I'm glad I'm glad that you brought that up actually. So I was actually gonna talk about that one for stress management. So um a quick one is um for a lot of people who are holding a lot of stress, they tend to have a lot of tension in their jaw and they clench their jaws a lot. So if you notice that you do that, I would have you um release your jaw and drop your tongue to the bottom of your mouth and breathe through your nose and uh, exhale through your mouth and just keep doing that until you feel the release. Um, that's like my favorite one to do. I use that one like 20 times a day. <laughs> Can you say that one more time? Just to make sure, because so, I mean, I'm, I'm bad at word puzzles. Release he's, the bad, tension. he's bad at listening. <laughs> release the tension in your jaw. Okay. Drop your tongue to the bottom of your mouth. Okay. Do an inhale through your nose and an exhale out through your mouth. And keep doing that over and over again until you feel the tension and the stress go away. Just really deep, slow breaths. Inhale through your nose, exhale through your mouth. Awesome. That was actually a question I was going to ask you. It was like a, the one I was like, oh, what? What's like the most simple question I can ask Sarah? How do you breathe normally? Because I know that for me, I'm a super shallow breather, and I've learned about carbon, carbon monoxide and stuff like that. So I know about going and taking walks and expelling that all out. But like I've heard, I've read different things about uh, methods of breathing. Like when you're just sitting here, do you deep? Do you deep deep? do deep breathing, say that 10 times fast, or is it a combination of what are your thoughts on that? Um, so when we're not aware of how our body is breathing, I call that the body breathing us. So it's just an automatic response. It's just what our body does. Like right now, I'm not thinking about my breath. I'm just thinking about this conversation and what we're doing. So my body is breathing me, but when I'm taking an intentional breath pattern, um, and I have eight that I work with, uh, when you're doing that, that's when you're able to um, really take notice of what's happening with your body. So I don't really give tips every single day for you should be breathing a certain way. Um, we want to kind of get away from that mind frame and that perspective of lens of saying you need to breathe a certain way because this practice isn't about that. This practice is about intentionally dropping into stillness. So you want to use the breath as a tool, like just like you would with meditation or journaling or any other thing. You want to use it as a tool that's intentional rather than saying like, oh, I need to breathe a certain way all day, every single day, because it's just not sustainable. 
Cool. Thank you. Thank you. It's good info. I, I do like the fact of just the jaw release too. Like that's something I'm cognizant of, but I, I wish people would say it all day long because you forget to do it and you're like, oh. And as soon as you release the jaw, you can literally feel the start of the release of all that negative energy. You're like, wow. And correct, me if I'm, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if I remember one of the jaw release reasons was when you're born, your jaw is clenched. And that's your first stress response is to clench your jaw. Because if you don't clench it, it can get actually get hooked on the, the woman. And when you're coming out and you rip your jaw off because it has to clench to get out of the body. And so you're clenching your jaw. So that's your first ever stress response in your human form. And so because of that, that's the first thing we do when we start to get stressed. You go like that. And then next, everything else starts. So that's why you notice whenever you feel stressed, you first clench your jaw. I'm pretty sure that's, you know, I remember listening to that in one of these programs that I was in. I was like, wow, that makes sense because you feel it. You kind of jump right into it. Mm -hmm. I have not heard of that. So that's really interesting, actually. I just made it up. No, it's totally real. All this talk about breathing. All this talk about breathing. <laughs> How about leading us through uh, Let's some, do it. Safety, some, some safety breathing? Because I'm excited. I want to I try this stuff. Everybody else, okay. you guys try it. Make sure you're trying it. Um, and if you're digging this stuff, please share that. Um, do, and again, do we have to lay on our desk or are we going to fall off our chair if we do it right or what? No, you're going to be fine. I'm not going to do it for very long. Um, you guys can stay in a seated position. If you are at home and you want to try it, um, you can do it in a laying down position. No pillow behind your neck, please. Um, you can put a pillow behind your knees for back support if you'd like, or you can stay in a comfortable seating position. Um, I'm going to teach you the breath pattern first. It's called a triactive breath pattern. And what you're going to do is you're going to take, it's all through the mouth. So you'll take an inhale through your belly and inhale through your high chest and out through the mouth. So it looks like this. So you wanna breathe into your belly, breathe into your high chest and out through the mouth, all through the, all through the mouth. So you're not using any nostrils, just through the mouth. In through the mouth, through your belly, in through the mouth, through your high chest, out through the mouth. As you guys are breathing, you might feel a little bit of lightheadedness. It's totally normal. Just keep breathing through it. Belly, chest, out through the mouth. Belly, chest, out through the mouth. Try to focus on deepening your breath. The belly, the chest, out through the mouth. You want to deepen the breath rather than the speed. You're not going to pass out from breathing. You're totally fine. Whenever you're ready to continue, it's just resistance showing up for you. So go ahead and keep breathing. You want to feel that energy flowing through your body. If you feel more comfortable closing your eyes, you can do that. I like staring at the camera. Bringing that energy in, deep in the breath, keeping the breath going. It's totally normal to feel dizzy. I'm just going to do it for a couple, a little bit longer. Powerful inhale, powerful exhale. Deepening that breath. Oof. And I pay to get this. <laughs> Damn, that's awesome. Oh my God, my head is ringing. All right, you guys can be done whenever you're ready. Thank you for letting Woo. me do that for you guys. Woo. How do you guys feel? Tell me how you feel. Mm, I feel, I feel fuzzy. high. I feel fuzzy. Like <laughs> I just want to just like chill out for a second. No, yeah. it feels good. It feels good. I was, um, yeah, thank you. It was, it was interesting when you, when you started, when you started talking about that, Sarah, I just had recently heard, and let me, let me think about how I say this, but when you first did that is, um, they were talking about when you have a bad nightmare, I guess when you wake up, your first thing your body does, or I guess when your body's sleepy as it goes, 
And I guess that's a that's way for fire. your body to calm your mind down or something like that. So they were talking about doing those little breaths. Like if you feel like you're immediately stressed out, just go and like do a mini thing. Is that, is that, is that, is that right? It's similar. Um, I like to do it a little bit deeper than that um, because you don't want to practice shallow breathing. We already shallow breathe on our own. You want to make sure that you're inhaling all of that energy and really bringing the energy in. Um, so that's why you really want to make sure it's the triactive is almost like a wave and it's a little bit easier to tell when you're laying down. Um, this was just a little bit of a teaser, but when you're laying down, you can literally feel this wave going through your body where you're belly goes up and then your chest goes up and then it's out through your mouth, right? Like it's just like a wave happening. Um, but yeah, that's my favorite one for calming your mind and getting into your body and feeling really, really safe within yourself. And Ryan, you uh, three minutes or you, um, usually that one is actually, that's a meditative breath exercise. So if you're sitting up, I say not to do it any longer than 10 minutes because, um, I don't want you going into a meditative state and falling out of your chair. So if you're going to do it longer than that, normally with my clients, I do that breath pattern for anywhere from 20 to 45 minutes. Wow. It sounds really intimidating. And that's why I don't like to say timeframes on my breathing because the mind can't wrap its brain around that concept. Oh my God, I'm breathing for 45 minutes. Um, and I never tell my clients how long we're breathing for, even though they know their sessions are an hour long. Um, They'll be like, oh my gosh, I was breathing for like, what, 15 minutes, right? And I'm like, no, it was 45. <laughs> <laughs> so, we awesome. got, so we got some, we got some uh, feedback here. Um, let's see. Uh, Brian, Brian Keith Brian. said that this is actually oh, a free way, free whippets. Damn, I got dizzy. Uh, <laughs> Angel says my eyes want to close. Okay. Dizzy, dizzy. Uh, I feel like I just did a whippet. Yeah. <laughs> I know true. somebody still does those. Not me. <laughs> Somebody still does those. Wow. That is brilliant, Sarah. Thank you for sharing that. Oh my God. That feels great. I'm going to have to do that. Definitely laying down, listening to Scott's massaging voice. I'll be good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, there, there's, it's, there's no doubt. It's so awesome to get different breathing techniques. Like I totally just came in. I feel very present right now. That was great. Yeah. Mm, super cool. And I've actually been teaching my son. It's interesting. My son's four years old and I figure what better time than the present when he's starting, he's starting to get frustrated. And so I'm like, and he sees me doing it. He goes, daddy, you breathe a lot. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I got to bite my tongue a lot. So I go, okay, I'll take a couple of deep breaths before I go do something. And he goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm, I'm just recentering myself from what it was that I was doing in and going to what I am doing. So I can kind of just have a little detachment from the stress or whatever it is that I was dealing with. And so when he's been like that, I said, buddy, come on. Let's breathe. And he does it. And I sit there and watch him and he does calm down. So it's even cool mm -hmm. for kids. So what's the best, best breathing exercise right there, Sarah? So, you know, Chris is uh, about to lose his mind and he just needs like a quick, he's got one minute to decompress. Wh what should you go with? Just deep breaths or is there a pattern? Oh, where's my um, That's a good question. Let me think about that for a second. I'm trying to run through all of my breath ones really quick. So I would say um, to do a power breath which is um, just going to be in through your nose and out through your mouth with a focus on the exhale. So you're going to, oh, sorry, sorry. You're just focusing on the exhale. So you're going to start it with an inhale through your nose and just focus on pushing that X, like pushing all the exhale out. So Nice. Nice. You know, what? I got into, I got into breathing, you know, honestly, this is going to sound dorky, but I've had, I've heard it actually works or it, there's something to it. But when I, when I would used to do when in the morning as I would get ready and I would sit there and I would, uh, before I had surgery, I was in a, a ton of pain and I would actually, I heard somewhere like breathe in, like imagine yourself breathing in this light, this energy, this, this, you know, this clean air. And you're, and you're saying, you know, my body is healing. My body is healing. You take it in. And then when you, ex when you expel your air in through the nose, out through the mouth, you imagine like darkness, you see dirt and, and grime and you see that out and you exhale like hate and anger, hate and anger. And when I would yeah. do that, I don't, I'm sure it was probably the breathing, but simultaneous with, with the visualization and thinking about the words all tied in, um, even just for a few minutes really helped center me. Is there something to that as well? Or is uh, that just a, a criticism? 
No, um, that actually works really well. So when my breathers in a practice, they stop breathing, I actually tell them that I said, breathe the energy in exhale, everything out that you want to let go. So it's very similar to that. And it does create a visualization in your mind. And it's very similar to like cord cutting. And that goes into really spirituality. Um, But cord cutting is really just realizing that an energy that you're taking on is not yours, or it's something that you no longer resonate with. And then you're lovingly sending it back to the place of wherever it came from. Um, So by visualizing your bringing in this white light and bringing in this energy, re-cleansing your entire body and then sending everything out that's no longer resonating with you. You're essentially cutting cords and ties to um, emotions and things you don't want any longer. And that changes your, um, it rewires your brain to think like, oh, my body is now cleansed and I feel better and all the things. It's kind of like a little bit of a trick for your brain. Nice. 100%. Yeah, that's one of those things we did. So I'm in a, a shaman training program and um, we did cord cutting a few months ago and that's uh, it's some really interesting stuff. And of course, we're incorporating breath work and stuff, but it's uh, it's pretty cool. You know, I mean, it's going to incorporate so much for manifestation when you can literally believe. I mean, here's the thing. Let's pretend you don't believe it or you believe it. Either one of those is true. So you might as well lean into the belief and then just release the dark smoke and breathe in the light. You know, I mean, yeah, makes sense. So very Absolutely. cool. Um, geez, I was just going to say something and I totally forgot. And I said, I got to remember to ask that. Um, damn, I hate when that happens. So you were, you were talking about, we were talking about your little break, the deep breaths. You went back and you were saying that you used to do the, the breath. She gave you the power breath. No, I was, I was thinking about a new question. Um, <clears throat> dang, it was a good one too. It'll come back. It'll come back. Um, I know you're going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even drinking. I haven't had a drink since January 2nd. I'm like, I'm all healthy and stuff. You, like you know what it is? Like, you know what it is? What? It's, it's that thing we just did. We're still dizzy. I think so, really. I'm, I mean, I've been doing a better job of remembering stuff. I'm known for forgetting stuff, Sarah. I'm like, even on camera, I'll be like going down a road. And I'm like, oh, crap, I'm going off path. I got to figure out how to get back on the path. Sometimes I get back on the path. Sometimes I go, Scott, where was I? Maybe he was paying attention to my route. He's like, okay, here's where you were. And sometimes he's like, I wasn't paying attention. You do. You were off. In the no, no. So, some, sometimes like we're both going together. And all of a sudden we both went off the rails. I'm like, bro, neither one of us has a parachute. We're about to hit. Nothing we can do here. <laughs> we're on our way to the ground. So... Uh, Oh, oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. Um, another breathing technique that I've been doing and was doing a lot more of was, um, is my right shoulder for some reason we were, mm. and I've, I've heard about this, like pain or stiffness. I will be sitting yeah. there doing absolutely nothing in a good mood. Everything's fine. And all of a sudden I've been very acutely aware of it now because I, I really breathe through it, but I'll find my shoulder is just a little, it's tense. And I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, I'm ready to punch somebody and I'm not stressed. I'm not mad. I'm totally comfortable. I'm like, and I find that a lot. And what I do is I breathe into, cause I've told, I've been told that there's emotional pain that's stored in physical parts of your body. So I was like, okay, not knowing nearly as much as you guys, but just thinking about it, like, okay, I'm going to think about the breathing. I'm going to breathe into that part of my area of my body and just really send that, that light and, and do it whatever weird way I can do it in my brain to release that. Is there, is there a better way of doing that? Or is that something that's, that's different than breathing and that's more psychological stuff? So that happens a lot of my meditative experiences where um, people have stored trauma, stored emotions or stored a lot of things and it manifests as a physical symptom like what you're talking about. And then if it's so bad, it will manifest in just normal day to day life outside of just breathing. Um, So what I do is um, as they're breathing, then they're just pointing to the place of wherever it's hurting for them. And I will just do in a circular motion and work the energy through as they're breathing to really like release all that tension, release all the stuck energy um, and releasing it through as they're breathing and breathing really like I ask them to breathe deeper and um, really concentrate on that as we're working that through. And as they're bre- breathing deeper, it eventually like dissolves over time. It depends on um, what kind of underlying things you've got going on. I'm just talking about an energy wise. I'm not a doctor or anything, but um, energy wise, it usually releases and tenses off after that. So if you can like rub yourself like in a circular motion around your shoulder as you're breathing into it and visualizing that might help for you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. What is uh So it looks like the Keith boys. There, there's Keith. a couple of Keiths. Oh, we got Aaron Keith. What's up, Aaron? <laughs> Thanks Are for coming, Aaron. Oh, how funny. Welcome, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, I have one. Chris is frozen time. her breath. Uh, is, 
Am I, I thought you were frozen or breath. You froze for a second for me. I don't know. Oh, uh, you're, back. you're back now. I'm back. Yeah, I'm back. I'm gonna shoot my computer. Uh, fudge sickles. Oh, what not to do. Yeah, that's one of my, usually one of my first questions and anything that I do is I'm like, and Scott and I are like, somebody like, okay, you do this, you do this, you do this. I'm like, just tell me what not to do. Cause that's the first thing I'm going to focus on making sure I, I focus <laughs> on. Um, is there something in breath work, you know, like hyperventilating or what, is there, is there a point where if you feel like you're starting to lose touch with reality or something, do you just let go and, or do you like, oh shit, I shouldn't be doing this. This is dangerous. Is there anything that we should be worried about or concerned about or aware about? Um, no. So the only thing that I, I do medical checks with people. So, um, the only thing that I say what not to do is if you do have certain underlying medical conditions, you need to consult with your doctor about that because there are some things that intentional breathing in this way, um, can aggravate whatever it is that you have going on. So that's the only thing, but what you're talking about, what don't I do? Like, what can I do wrong? Um, nothing. What you can do wrong is overthink the process. Um, so just allowing yourself to experience the process and try to take your mind out of it without trying to take your mind out of it. Just focus on the breath and just breathe. You're not going to die from breathing. No one's ever died from breathing. Um, nothing's going to happen to you. There's nothing that's going to happen. That's like not safe or anything. Um, I will say I am trauma informed. So if you do have a lot of trauma and um, you need a guidance or something that's going to really come up for you a lot, I would definitely, definitely say you need to use a practitioner on that. But outside of that, um, just explore your body's limits, honor your body's limits. You know what that guttural yes and that guttural no means. Um, if you feel like it's becoming too much of an experience for you, it's okay to go into a different breathing pattern, just a normal breathing pattern for a second, and then coming back into it. Um, that's completely normal to do, but it's up to you and use that discernment to know, okay, am I resistance right now? Like, is this just something that I don't really want to do because I'm fearful or I'm scared or I don't really know what this is, or is this really truly my body's limit? And this is becoming something that I need to work through on a different, um, breathing experience. So use that discernment for yourself. Um, but there's really nothing that you can do wrong or there's not really anything what not to do. Nice. And my follow-up question is to Scott, because I know Scott, have you ever, uh, got, have you ever pushed yourself to that point, buddy? Oh my God. I, I like, listen, like the, the reason he's asking that is for my protection. He, he asked that question because he's like, whatever you're not supposed to do, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go like, oh, I got to so, take care last, of you, brother. Last week, we, we had a, a friend of mine, like, on Emilio, Emilio Palafox. So what, what we'll do is like he's a biohacker and I'm an ex-athlete who still is, I guess, an older athlete. I'm not a professional at any level anymore at anything. But um, we love to push the limits of, hey, what do you think a human can withstand? So we were doing this HGH buildup thing. We had the sauna at 220 degrees. We were going for 20 minutes and then drum, jumping into like a 40 degree pool going back and forth. And we got to a point where we started blacking out. And there was a guy who was like a pool attendant. We're like, hey, we might uh, black out any minute now. And so he gave us bananas and laid us on chairs. But that's how far we push ourselves. So when we were just doing that, if you notice, Chris was smart enough to stop because he started getting dizzy. If you notice, I didn't stop the whole three minutes. And if you didn't stop me, I would have done it for 20 minutes to see if I could pass out. Like, that's my personality. I want to see if I can go as far as possible, not die and be like, that was the best experience ever. Oh, I so, love that. I had, I had to stay conscious in case you did follow <laughs> up. I could go, ladies and gentlemen, live on Unfiltered Experience. Scott Goya just fucking. <laughs> I was, I mean, I was, I was actually seeing like, like, where can this go? Like, like when you said 25 minutes, I know other people like 25 minutes. I was like, let's go for 50. Let's just see. Well, let's keep going. Let's just keep doing this. <laughs> oh my God. This is oh, so yeah. much fun. What's up, Serena? Oh, look at who's in hey, the Serena. House. So we got hey, uh, Patricia. Aaron says, hello, love you guys. Seekers. Patricia, hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? Serena says, hello, Robert. Serena Buffalino, love. What's up, baby? How are you? Happy Friday night from uh, up there in Hamilton, Ontario. Uh, Patricia, uh, Robert says, hi, Patricia. Uh-oh. Love is in the air. I love you, Scott. I she love loves you, too. We both got our love, our love yous. I know. I was just you like, got an at, though. Does that mean you're better than me? Or is that a mistake? Yeah, it says, I love you, Christopher, with an at sign. Hmm. I'll just take what I can get. I know what that I'll means. Take it. 
Uh, Aaron says coming into this late, but what about tree? What about breathing around anxiety or Mm -hmm. disbelief around a lack of acceptance around a situation? Mm -hmm. Good question. Yeah. So those are really beautiful experiences to have as an intention for going into a meditative breathing. Um, What I was really talking about besides the triactive, which was the belly chest out through the mouth breathing. um, All the other ones I was talking about are integrative breath blends that you can do like while you're driving or through your day to day. If you're really wanting to uncover some anxiety issues or uncovering disbeliefs and limiting beliefs, I would definitely say to grab a journal and do like a 20 to 45 minute journey of a breathwork experience um, and really drop into your body and really see where the root of that problem is coming from. And then when you're done breathing, um, you have a really clear mind so you can journal that out. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of techniques that you can use for anxiety as well throughout the day, as far as integrative blends. Um, all the ones that I talked about, the power breath, um, the screen breathing, screen breathing is a little bit more for anger, but the power breath definitely will help with anxiety too, because anything anxiety really is just fear of the future. Um, we're really, 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 really worried about what may happen or what can happen or what could happen. So when we take our brains out of that anxiety loop of being afraid of what may happen and come into our breath, you just dissolve that naturally because you're no longer running in this cycle loop of like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing it? Like, blah, blah, blah. Right. So if you're really having a lot of struggling issues with anxiety, I would definitely say to do a meditative experience. But um, if you're just day to day experiencing anxiety, like coming up for you, try the power breath out and um, see how that helps for you. Awesome. Thank awesome. you for answering that, uh, Sarah. And thank you, uh, everybody, for an- for your questions and everything. If you came in late, please go back and watch this on replay. We did some breathing exercises earlier that were fantastic. Um, so I'm excited to go do those when I lay down and not have to worry about falling out of my chair. But uh, Sarah, where can people continue the conversation with you? I know we have uh, your Instagram here. Um, so connect with you there is the best place. Yep. Instagram is the best place for me. I'm also on Facebook, um, Sarah Novak. I'm on LinkedIn, Sarah Novak, um, but Instagram is the best place to get a hold of me for sure. And on there um, is a link that you can book a discovery call with me if you wanted to um, talk about breathing, have more questions about breathing, things like that. Awesome, cool. awesome, awesome. Well, thank you for being here. Uh, Aaron says, thank you f- uh, for Circle Back because I missed the beginning. Absolutely. Uh, see, Scott, you got taken thank care you. of. Thank you. Thank you. you. I feel better now. I feel better. Serena says one big happy family. And we just have to say one big unfiltered crew, the unfiltered crew. You guys are the unfiltered crew. Um, And uh, Sarah, just thank you so much for being here. Scott, final words with Sarah. Yeah, it was absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, Next time I would like to continue that and fully pass out and let Chris finish on his own. Also get in touch with Aaron Keith because Aaron actually has a podcast too. Wise wise with his good friend, Alexander Tuttle. I'm sure I'd love to connect and we're all in the same boat of what we're preaching and teaching. So uh, do that. I love everybody here. You guys are phenomenal. Um, Thanks for another wonderful Friday night together. It's my favorite thing to do on Fridays. Awesome. Well, Sarah, uh, we're going to put you backstage for a second. Thank you so much for being here uh, because we're going to catch up with you after we end the show. But uh, thank you so much for being here and happy Friday night. And we look forward to having you back on because I still have more questions, oddly enough. So thank you once again. I look forward to implementing your suggestions. So, uh, There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the unfiltered experience, 58 minutes and 57 seconds of pure entertainment, humor, but more importantly, tools for you to take away right now and be able to use right away. Scott, what are your, what are your thoughts on this whole episode? My final thoughts are we had a goal when we started this, that we would keep this to less than an hour and keep it super impactful. And so I'm going to take a nice deep breath. And we're both going to finish this within an hour. And we finally did it because we always go over an hour. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yep. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, Aaron says, uh, oh, thanks, Scott. Angel Lynn says, thanks for the introduction to Sarah to us. To us. Uh, she's great. Scott Goya and Christopher Roush. Have a great evening. Um, yes, absolutely. I, I am. Uh, I love this. I love this. I'm opening and expanding our minds the journey. It's interesting because like I told you before, Scott and I even told her, I believe yeah. it was like, you know, a couple of years ago, oh, you're, I'm going to teach you how to breathe. It's like when I, my first class in college, my, my, my associate's degree, they said, we're going to send you the interpersonal communications class. And I looked at the lady and I, I think I even swore. I'm like, 
what the, I know how to talk. And she goes, go go listen go listen um so that's the beauty of this and uh i just thoroughly enjoyed sarah so thank you for having her uh inviting her on the show and i personally have found that while it can be trying to use the right word it could be a journey into finding that ultimate destination in meditation but as you continue to do it like anything else like we talk about on the show consistency making sure that you're committed to what the end result is and staying focused during that process each and every day over and over and over again you can reach that state and me personally i am i am destined for that state so i continue to, to work on it every single day um for my own beneficial health so uh i enjoyed today's episode we enjoyed all of you guys being here today um keep rocking you guys the unfiltered crew absolutely um scott i uh yeah i'll beep a beep a beep we love you guys the unfiltered love you crew. all have a great <laughs> evening care. cheers <laughs>